This is Tables, Ladders, and Podcast, and on today's episode, we are talking Fighter Fest Night 1. We are going to preview the whole show. You know what we got? We got championships. We got championships galore. The Tag Team Championships, the TNT Championships, and we got the Women's Championship. And you know what that means? Let's get started. Lace them up. Let's go. All right. And if you're not down with that, then we've just got two words for you. All right, let's do it. It's Fighter Fest Preview. We're just doing night one. Fighter Fest Preview Part 2. It'll be next week. You'll get used to it. You'll be ready for it. We only have time to talk one night, and you probably only want to hear us spew for one night. But I got breaking news. Are you guys ready for this breaking news? Audience? That's you, Walk. Are you ready for this breaking news? Oh, I, 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 yeah, yes. Yes, Mike, of course. Always ready. I've just been told by Tommy Schiavone, not Tony, Tommy Schiavone, that on Fighter Fest Night 1, Chris Jericho will be on the commentary. So we got something even better to look forward to. I'm pumped. So anyway, let's do the re- regular introductions. I am Mike. I am joined by, I'm not even going to say one half. He's the greatest co-host in the podcast business, not just the wrestling business, the whole business. He is a three-time champion of probably something. Maybe the corn dog champion, eating champion of the world. I don't know. But he is Walk. Walk, how you doing? Mike, one time I, uh, I drank a gallon of milk. I tried to oh. drink a gallon of milk three times <laughs> in one day. I failed three times. So you know what? I'm the three-time champ of getting back on the horse and trying to drink a whole gallon of milk. <laughs> oh, that's disgusting. But I do have a question to ask. What's that? I was just trying to be like Kurt Angle, but go on. Did you oh, oh did you see that picture of Twitter um, Roman the other day of Kurt Angle with all the crew drinking the milk? Yeah, he was like, I can't believe I convinced all these Yahoos to drink milk for a night. And that's what um, Kenny's been doing recently. But anyway, Fighter Fest Night One. Did you know this was just a play on the words of Fire Fest? Because I just picked that up like recently. Did you really? Yeah, I'm such an idiot. Mike, this whole thing was meant. You know, remember when they made this a year ago and they made all the lame jokes about how, like, they're like, dude, this thing's going off the rails. What are we going to serve people? <laughs> no, I don't. I was all, I missed that. I missed there it. There were, like, video promos, like, all throughout the show of, like, oh, Kenny and, like, the Young Bucks just running around being like, dude, you, you forgot to get catering? Like, what are we going to serve these guys? <laughs> That's great. I can't believe they're just going to have a show. It's going to be a tradition that's just to be based on this stupid thing from 2019. Based on this stupid fucking music festival that never even happened. Alrighty. Do you have a match? Do you have a match you want to start with? Uh, I want to start with something big. So give me something you want to talk about. Give me something you want to talk about. Mike, big match. I mean, Hikaru Shida and Penelope Ford. That's about as big as it gets on night one. I mean. 
I would say that's the second biggest match, but I'm down with it because I love Penelope Ford. I love Hakira um, Shida. I'm pumped. I'm pumped for this match. I love Penelope Ford. I love Shida. I love everything about this match. It's going to be hopefully a barn burner, but I'm pumped for it. The last uh, three to four times I've seen Penelope Ford get in the ring, she's looked like a damn star every single time. The way she just like interacts with other wrestlers and moves outside of the ring too is just second to second second to none. I'll will say it. It's second to none at this point. I mean, she just interacts really well. She seems like she just gets the business. Hikaru Shida is one of the best in the ring right now in AEW, and I mean, yeah, I'm very very excited. Their little brawl this past weekend on a uh, on Dynamite was was money. I mean, oh, it, it was. was cool. It was just it was just fun. It was like, oh hell yeah, let's get some fighting going. When Hikaru Shida smacked Kip Sabian in the face and knocked his glasses off, I couldn't stop laughing. I was like, holy shit, this is going to be sick. Knocked the lens out of the um, the glasses, gave him the monocle, and I'm really hoping Kip Sabian starts rocking that monocle soon because that would just be that would play into the character too. It would definitely play. But, yeah, I'm excited for this match. Hikaru Shida's first title defense. Um, prediction? I think it's pretty obvious what the prediction is. Hikira Shida's going to win this. Um, if the title reign is not over, she's the best worker in the women's division currently. And we're waiting for Penelope, um, not Penelope Ford, Britt Baker to get healthy. And we're waiting for that big that big feud down the line. So that's my prediction. You got anything? You got a different prediction? No, no, I'm with you. It's, it's, uh, it's Hikaru Shida all the way in this one for me. Do you think this was going to be, um, oh, what's her name that tore her ACL? Nyla Rose? No, 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 um, um, uh, buh, 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 what's her name? Uh, alien, alien, extraterrestrial stuff. Oh, Chris Statlander. Chris Statlander. Do you think this was supposed to be Chris Statlander's match before the ACL tear? I think it was. Uh, yeah, yeah, 100%, yes. So, yeah, anyway, yeah, that's all I really got to say. Yakira over his Penelope Ford, I'm pumped for it. This might be... This could be the first match of the card. It's going to get everyone pumped. It's going to get everyone jazzed up. I was kind of just thinking about that. This would be a great one to start the card off because it's more than likely going to be a phenomenal match. Get everybody in the right you know, mindset and mood for the rest of the matches to come. I wouldn't hate it at all if this one started off the card. I think it's probably the perfect one to start off the card. I mean, it got us pumped and jazzed up, and we started up with our preview card. So, Listen to, I mean, listen to this. We're, you're getting some A-plus, five-star Meltzer quality work here. <laughs> And you guys don't even know it all because we started with a good match. So you're welcome. Any one. chance Penelope Ford takes the title off her? No. No, no chance. Okay. Let's move on. Let's do this could be the first match of the night. That's MJF and Wardlow. How do you say his name? Wardlow? Wardlow. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's just Wardlow. Wardlow. Versus the Jurassic Express, Luchasaurus, and Jungle Boy. This could be the match, the first match, because this one's going to be exciting. We we had um Wardlow and Luchasaurus square off um last on Wednesday, and they are dude they're just two beasts they are two freaks of nature, and when they just square up it is just power speed and things that shouldn't happen in the ring. I think we texted about it earlier. We're like we got to see Wardlow versus Luchasaurus versus Brian Cage in some time in the near future. Just the three just. Beasts, just two, just three hosses in the ring together. I mean, again, yeah, Luchasaurus just moves way better than a six eight, oh, you know, two hundred and seventy pound guy should be able to move. Wardlow is just a fucking 
freak in terms of his physical strength. I mean, put them together, and you got a great match. And, and add in Jungle Boy and MJF, who are you know two of the hardest and best workers right now. I mean, you got a recipe for a great fucking match here. Two of the youngest stars in the promotion, MJF yeah, and two Jungle of the Boy. Stars in professional wrestling currently. Yeah, yeah, and they're they're both just stars in their own right. Um, I don't really. I mean, I wish this wasn't. T- I'd rather just. I guess we already saw MJF versus Jungle Boy, um, but. I don't know. Uh, it's going to be an awesome match. I don't really know what to expect in this match. It's going to be nuts. I'm expecting Jurassic Express probably to take the win, I would think. It doesn't really matter much. It's kind of a throwaway match. It's just going to be really exciting. Um, you know who my favorite wrestler is in um, Jurassic Express, though? You're going to say uh, Marco Stunt? It is Marco Stunt. I wish Marco Stunt was involved in this match in some capacity. He will. He'll probably be ringside. I guess, I'm guessing he'll get involved. He's always involved ringside. I love Marco Stunt. They need to make a cruiserweight title just for Marco Stunt. I always like... I know that I shouldn't really like get confused about this because they're not that similar. But whenever they're like running around and they're just showing like you know quick snippets of each of them, I kind of get Jungle Boy and Marco Stunt mixed up just because their hair is so similar. They got the hair. They got. The, I mean, they're completely different sizes, but yeah. I don't know. I'll see when go by. I was like, that was Marco, right? And then I'll get like a good view of it. I'm like, nope, that's definitely Jungle Boy. Yeah. Um, I'm interested to see what they do with this because um, Jungle Boy and MJF both seem like well, Jungle Boy already got the run with the TNT title, or at least that one match. You got, yeah, you got the you got the match. You can get a run with it. I think that one thing, I, I don't want to get into Cody right now, but I think the one thing that Cody's, um, these huge matches he's doing every week, it doesn't help build up other stars. I guess they did um, build up the star with, um, who was the guy they just called up from the independent, the Texas scene, the New Orleans kid? Two weeks ago. Yeah, I know, I know who you're talking about. I'm, I'm just having trouble thinking of his name. I can't remember his name right now. But you know, um, you'll pull up his name. But um, yeah. I mean, they made him a star, but it doesn't build like build huge star power like what they did in, with Cody Rhodes versus um, Lance Archer for um, la- for the last pay per view, Double or Nothing. It doesn't do all that stuff, but still, I want to see them get one of those runs. It might the way they're building the TNT title right now. It feels like the World Championship and not like the um, real World Championship. Maybe MJF versus Moxley makes more sense right now, but hey, who knows? Did you pull it up? Did you figure it out? I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm leave me alone. I'm getting there. You should know this by now, dude. We need we need someone else. Anybody else? If someone needs a job to get paid for free, we'll give you this job just to look up our stats when we record. Shut up, Mike. Shut up. Anyway. Um, MJF, Wardlow, Luchasaurus, and Jungle Boy. Do you have anything you want to add to it before I move on? Uh, prediction, MJF. And oh, Wardlow. we do want a prediction. I actually got Jurassic Express. Oh, okay. I like it. Interesting. Um, let's do Private Party and Santana versus Ortiz. Santana and Ortiz. Very excited for this one. Very, very excited. Okay, then I'm gonna. Let, do, you, do you want to start with it then? Uh, I mean, I don't have like a whole lot to say. I just think that they're like their their uh, their styles of wrestling are very complementary to each other. They both kind of prefer like a very up tempo, uh, kind of high speed um, offense. So I kind of you know am led to believe in my heart of hearts that you know they're gonna their styles will at least mesh well together. Hopefully they'll have good enough chemistry too to be able to put the string together some 
some good spots, fill them in with some great, uh, you know, just mat work or whatever, and then, uh, you know, put together a fine match. That's, that's all I'm hoping for. It is going to be a fine match. The name we were looking for, Ricky Starks. I'm sorry, Ricky. Ricky Starks. I'm sorry, Ricky. We kind of, we kind of, we missed out. We're bad. We, we got to be better. We got to be better. Ricky Starks, we owe you an apology. We do. Um, yeah. Santana Ortiz, one of the best tag teams in the world. Um, I don't, I'm not super excited. I like what Private Party's doing with, um, Matt Hardy right now. Um, other than that, I, it's just a filler match, really, for me. It's going to be a good match. I know that. It's going to be hard for them to fit all these matches into two hours of TV. So we'll see how they do it and how they play with it. If this match was like a pre-card and they could just put it on their YouTube channel and I can just watch this match straight without commercials, I would love that so much more. Yeah, I think you, 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 might, you might have a point there. I think you might actually be right about that. Um, anything else you want to say about Private Party versus Santana and Ortiz? I feel like Santana and Ortiz are like the mini boss you have to get before you battle the Lucha Bros, who are like the final boss. <laughs> that's that's kind of fair. That's kind of fair. I don't think Santana and Ortiz would like that very much. I don't think they would, but I still do have to. I'll, I'll quantify that statement by saying that LAX versus the Lucha Bros at Impact, uh, like what was that, like two years ago? for uh, the Impact uh, tag team titles was the best tag team match I've ever seen in my life. It is. It's phenomenal. Um, I think, dude, it's just crazy how many tag teams they have on AEW. It feels like they almost have a problem with how many tag teams they got. I was kind of going to say they almost have an oversaturation, to be honest with you, of like stables that are like tag teams. They all feel like they should be at the top fighting for the tag team championships. And it's just kind of hard to keep them all there and it, it's a lot of tag team matches, and it's just, I don't know. They got a little issue, but. I, I kind of think that you, you can solve some of these problems by having guys kind of go out and compete. Like, SCU, I think Frankie Kazarian, uh, or I'm sorry, Scorpio Sky needs to go out and kind of be like a singles competitor with the support of SCU. Mm-hmm. And then you can kind of have Frankie Kazarian and Christopher Daniels doing their own thing. But I think Scorpio Sky needs to be like up in the main event title, you know, main card, uh, you know, title scene. Yeah, that's fair. That's a good point. Um, for me, some of them get lost in the shuffle because I feel like we've we've seen it all over AEW last two three weeks. We see Private Party, Santana Ortiz, Best Friends, and um, even like Jericho and um, Jericho and Sammy. They just all get kind of thrown around with each other, and they're like fighting each other for like tag team title opportunities. And then we have, like, another tag team division, it almost seems like, with FTR and the Young Bucks doing their own thing. Then they add the Lucha Bros. They have Butcher and the Blade. It's just so many tag teams. And it's hard to do that. With, yeah. It's, it's hard to do that with a two-hour show. And it almost seems like they need a mid-card tag team championship, which was, I've never seen that before. I don't know if it would work. But, yeah. I mean, I still think they don't have enough for something like that. But They have the AEW Dark Show where they could pro- possibly make it work. They, they just have, you know, like a surplus of... of a, uh, Very good tag team wrestling. Tag teams. Of, of quality tag teams. I mean, I mean, that's the long and the short of it. Yeah. So, I mean, that leads us into this. Tag team championships. Well, let's first all say... It's good to have all that talent there because it just makes for good matches like this. We got the tag team championships. 
We got Kenny and Adam Hangman Page. That was a terrible. The Hangman. Your accent way better. I fucked it up so bad. The Hangman Page versus the best friends, Chucky T and Trent. And boy, I'm pumped for this. I like the rivalry as it is. The inner circle versus best friends. I like everything about it. Oh, I know Jericho's going to be on the mic just talking so much shit about best friends. It's going to be awesome. I, I, I am excited for this one. I liked, uh, I liked best friends. So I didn't really know anything about best friends till they debuted on AEW like two or three years ago. A year or, ago. I guess it was ago. a year ago, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, I mean, I, I have loved what they've done with all their work so far. They're so good. They're, I mean, they're just fun to watch. And they put on consistently good matches. Nothing, you know, it, it's, you know, I think it's rarely going to be great, but, like, they're consistently going to be really, really good. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's almost more valuable than having guys that create great matches, you know, like one out of five times they step in the ring, to be honest with you. You know what you're getting with them. And I think that uh, Omega and Hangman can go ahead and they'll probably pull some good stuff out of them. Omega and Hangman, they definitely need – this is – so we were talking about the oversaturation of tag teams. This doesn't need to be a tag team. Just because of how good they are individually. I agree. It was formed because you didn't have anything for them to do. However, comma, guess what? You have things for them to do now. You have two You're of the on. biggest stars separately. In, two huge stars in wrestling. Kenny Omega was the biggest star in wrestling, what, two years ago? A year ago? A year ago, he, Kenny Omega was the was the biggest star in the world of professional wrestling. I'll say two. I'm gonna say two years ago when he faced Jericho and Omega at New Japan, he, biggest oh, thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. biggest thing going. Right now, he's just. I love the tag team stuff they're doing. I mean, it's fun. It's awesome. But let's do it. Let's fucking give Kenny Omega or Hangman the Impact title run. Let's go for it. Let's go for it. I think now would be or a not great Impact. I'm sorry, AEW. But yeah. I think now would be a great chance to get Hangman the title that he lost to Chris Jericho. Go ahead, give him the title, see what he can do with it. Let's go after it. Let's do. Oh, and they're not going to lose to Best Friends, so that's my predict. My prediction. They're not right. They're, yeah, they're not losing. They're not losing. To not the Best Friends. It's going to come to one of those big tag teams on the horizon. Um, it'll be. Um, maybe the descent starts. Maybe they start the little, the clash. Because that's a good rivalry in itself, and it's it's probably time to play on it. Hell, maybe they will drop the titles. I don't think they will, but it's time for the descent in the um, turmoil. Maybe they turn on Jericho; it all leads to something, and that's maybe how that's how they beat Orange Cassidy beats them. Yeah, that that that's an interesting way to go about it. I mean, that certainly is a way. Maybe it. the inner circle starts breaking up, and then Jericho and I want Sammy and Jericho to stay stay together. I don't care about the rest of the inner circle. I just want Sammy and Jericho to stay together. I think that's fair. All right. Um, you think best friends are going to lose? Are you and Kenny and Hangman are going to retain? Yes, hundred percent. Okay. Last match in the night then. Cody versus Jake Hager, TNT Championship. Um, you want to start or you want me to start? Yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and start. And I guess more of the point I want to try and make uh, with regards to this match is that, you know, the, the content I'm not too, as worried about. I think it has potential to be a good match, and I expect it to be such. But what I want to talk about is the hype leading up to it, the presser that they aired uh, during Dynamite this week, I think should be 
kind of a norm for how they, uh, you know, have pressers for title matches going forward. Um, it felt like a real fight. It felt like, you know, okay, like these guys don't fucking like each other, you know, like this is, you know, very clearly promos written out that they decided on and were like, all right, we're going to do, you know, I'm going to say this, then you're going to come in, you're going to throw water on me, you know, blah, blah, blah. But it just felt more real. It felt like Conor McGregor was up there and he was trying to antagonize the shit out of someone else that he was fucking about to fight. So that's kind of my thoughts on it is that I think we need more of these. Granted, I I recognize that's not really saying a whole lot about the match. However, that's my takeaway from what we've gotten so far. I completely agree with you. I love that little um, segment. We'll call it a segment. Um, The presser. I was saying I think they should just do a whole presser episode. They should do a Thursday night on their YouTube channel on Twitter, live stream it, and they just do pressers of all the um, big matches and a few other the big championship matches and a few other big matches. And I kind of like it. I like it a lot. It'll obviously build some drama into the um, promo packages, build some heat. Maybe it gets oversaturated once in a while. Maybe they only do it for like their big two or three pay-per-views. Or maybe they just don't use too many matches with it. They use two or three matches. But I think it's something that can definitely build on... Do um, it for like the big match and the card every, you know, every pay-per-view? I don't see a problem with it. Just I think, one match every time? I think it would have been great for two matches. I would say let's do Cody and Jake. Let's do Hakira and um, Penelope. That's what I was going to say. That's exactly what I was going to say. That's what I would have done. I would have loved it. The tag team stuff could... No, the tag team stuff will be fine with it. I was going to say, maybe at first I was thinking it wouldn't work, but it'd be fine. It'd work perfectly. Because FTR would kill a segment like that. Oh, that's that's made for FTR. Yeah, I mean, I think that was awesome. And then if you put it like on a Thursday night when there's not really any wrestling playing, you just draw a bigger audience and it just pumps up your show. It. It just pumps up your show. And even then, you can just have YouTube segments. It's, it's still Twitter segments, Twitter videos you can find. Yeah, there's still you still have the little you know two minute Twitter video that you get to post out to your you, you know Twitter page. That's like, oh my god, look what happened in the presser, and everyone's like, oh shit, this is pretty cool. Like you know. Then it just, but it could get like oversaturated though. I could see it easily getting oversaturated, like Conor McGregor. You said throwing the water bottle back in the day, or just like the rivalry just going overboard, but. It could get easily oversaturated, and you can't make every moment too big on those pressers, but it could definitely work. There's definitely a lot to work with there. There is, and I feel like they probably, you know, they, they had, like, the right amount of stuff for this one. Uh, I think it kind of worked because Jake Hager has some experience with those pressers from his MMA time, mm-hmm. so I think that that's kind of, you know, why they chose to go this route for this particular uh, for this particular match. I loved Arn Anderson and Brandy just being there in the presser. That was really cool. Yeah, Cody's entourage was pretty cool to see. I, I like that. They should. Oh, I should. I hope it feels like a boxing match, and they bring out the entourage's inner circle yeah, in the be, back of Jake. They have Cody like in the robe, heading to the ring, and like someone, uh, like who is it? Like you know, Dustin's carrying the uh, the title like behind. Him. <laughs> oh, that would be sick. It's got to be Arn. No, it has to be Arn holding it. No, Arn's got to be like whispering in his ear as they're walking to the ring the whole time. You know, hey, watch his left. He's got a strong left. Watch the left. And then him just kissing Brandy when he goes in there. Um, get um, who's um, who's the other ref? You can't have the ref, the um, Aubrey Edwards checking his cup, but you know, 
Maybe she just, maybe she like checks the fingernails. He does. I guess he doesn't have a mouthpiece, so I don't know what else they even do. With them. Check the fingernails. Just check the fingernails. Yeah, check the. Have him do the fingernails. That like, they just check the hands. Like, all right, good. Make sure they're um. T- put the towel on. Vaseline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That'd be tight. That'd be cool. That would be really cool. That'd be hype. I'm, I'm excited for this now. I want. I don't do think this. they're gonna do all that, but we, I think we just hyped ourselves up. <laughs> Something that's not gonna happen, but yeah. Like, what's your prediction for this one? Cody's going to go over. He's still so early in the run. No. Yeah, I agree. Cody retains. But I could see Jake winning it. I wouldn't be surprised if Jake wins it. He's a – I don't think he will. But Jake needs something going, and I don't think they want to give Jake another loss. He lost the um, AEW world title. He don't. I don't know if they really want to see him lose the TNT title. So I don't know. There's a lot of options to go here. But I don't see Cody dropping it just yet, especially after how well and everything's gone with the open challenge. I agree. I don't see him dropping it just yet. There's no way in my eyes. Regardless of how many losses uh, Jake Hager's got already, there's there's no way. Mm-hmm. So, with that said, I want to close on this. Do you think this whole fighter fest thing would have just been better suited for either a weekend a saturday or sunday just a weekend pay-per-view but you don't even have to make it like a 50 dollars 60 buck pay-per-view make it a 20 buck thing Uh, maybe even put it on hbo max make everyone sign up for hbo max and everyone can just watch it saturday sunday i'm gonna be honest with you i kind of like the fact they're doing it on free tv okay not even from this, not even, and this is from a guy who has a lot of trouble, like, watching things on free TV for some reason. Uh, I, you know, it'd probably be easier for people to watch on pay-per-view, but something about, you know, them being like, hey, we're having this big, you know, these big match cards on, you know, free TV is, it's kind of cool, honestly. It, like, you know, makes you feel like, oh, like, we're getting this for free. Like, this is really cool. Like, yeah. you know? Yeah. I agree with that. I agree with that. From a wrestling standpoint and a um, bigger build standpoint, it then they built it up big because they've been building this fighter fest for like what a month and a half, two months, ever since the end of Double or Nothing. So I mean, the build's yeah, there, it, everything's it, it there. Was the next advertised match at Double or Nothing because Brian Cage won the title, the the championship opportunity. So, mm-hmm. so I guess it's been there. I don't know. I just want to see standalone. I like the standalone stuff, and then I feel like there's kind of an. Um, not necessarily an oversaturation, but there's like matches that I wouldn't, I don't really want to see on a pay per view, and I just don't think they belong there. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I think you're right. I think MJF Wardlow and Luchasaurus Jurassic Express is probably not a pay per view match, but I think you can get away with that if you put it on like free TV and like let them, you know, kind of just at least surprise you a little bit. And you're like, oh, that was that was a kind of that was a good match, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, and especially with all the stuff going on, they don't have crowds. It takes away from it a little bit. Yeah, and they don't want to. They can keep budget cuts, budgets down. They don't have to do all that stuff. So I guess it makes sense. But yeah, um, anything else you want to say? Fighter Fest Night One. Nope. All right, that's Fighter Fest Night Uno. We'll be back. Um, not sure when the next podcast will be just yet. If you want to know, you follow us on Tables, Ladders, and Podcast on Twitter. That the at is TablesTLP. Um, subscribe, like us on iTunes, Spotify, all your podcast hosts. Tell your friends. And let's wrap it up. Top guys out. Top guys out.